Welcome to the Define You Radio Podcast, where class is always in session. Get ready for the life lessons, tips, and stories to help you define your life. And now your host, the drill sergeant with love, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Thank you so much for listening to Define You Radio. I'm your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Define You Radio is sponsored by the Define You Queens Movement and the Move Retreat. To find out more, please visit ValenciaGWallace.com. I have a treat for you guys today. In today's session, we will be interviewing Miss Pamela Lorenz, and hopefully I said that correct. Uh, Pamela is a business consultant. She coaches ambitious, action-oriented Gen X. I do believe that's my generation. I'm going to have to check with her. (laughs) Service-based entrepreneurs, and y'all know I fight with that word, okay? So just ignore that part. How to build successful and sustainable businesses. Her personal quote is, there are 1,440 minutes in a day. How will you use yours to move yourself closer to your goals? That's something for you guys to think about because you guys are probably spending 720 of those minutes on YouTube. I'm just saying. So with that being said, let's go ahead and welcome our guest, Miss Pamela, to the show. Hi, Miss Pamela. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am. Um, I'm excited to have you here for more reasons than one because I do have businesses and I'm interested in hearing about you being a business consultant. What does that mean and everything else? Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that part. <laughs> so did I say your last name correctly? Uh, well, actually, the W is pronounced a V. Now, why it's not actually a V, I'm not sure. So it's Leverens. Um, but yeah, it's one of those tricky names that I keep threatening my my husband. I should have kept my maiden name, which was Johnson. It was so much easier. So, so much easier, but your last name definitely will set you apart from any other Pamela. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. So tell me a little bit about being a business consultant, because people probably get business consultant versus business manager mix-up. So what is the difference between the two? Uh, Well, really, what I do as a business consultant is work with my clients so that um, we can figure out the steps they need to take to make all their dreams come true. Um, So very often, we go into this world of business thinking, okay, we can do this, let's go. And then we find out we're faltering, we're not sure of all the steps, and we're just, we need that support from other people. Um, So I give support as well as guidance. That's awesome. A lot of people do need that more than they realize because I think with at least with me I kind of fell into being a businesswoman I tend to use that word more than entrepreneurial because me and that word fight (laughs) (laughs) but you know some people um, they never move past the hobby phase of business exactly exactly do you see that a lot and do you see it more with women Um, I do. I do see that a lot. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about it, but just having you say that, yes, I think more in women than in men. And I think it really falls back to the whole balancing life and work you know, the best way that you can. And that's not to say that, you know, the gentlemen who are listening don't have that, but women just innately have that inside of them, that they have to be the best at everything they do. And everything they do needs 100% of their attention. And it just isn't like that every single day. Oh my gosh, you just totally read my life. (laughs) (laughs) You totally read read my life because I think that women are harder on themselves, especially in business versus me. And especially if we're mom, moms, wives, so on, like you don't, you want everything to be in line and be right. So it tends to cause more stress, at least 
from what I see from the women I deal with, including myself. Right, right. Exactly. I mean, you want to be the best business owner, you want to be the best wife, the best mother, the best friend, you you want to do all those things. But it's not so easy. It's really not as easy as people would think it is. Um, and it's all about balancing more or less your time um, and figuring out where you need to put your focus at a particular time. Hmm. Hence your personal quote. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yes, absolutely. I do a lot of productivity. (laughs) I I love that. I could always, um, like I could say, okay, Valencia, this is not working. Try it this way. Or I could better advise people on things that'll work for them versus work for me, you know? especially when I understand that life changes day to day, especially in business. And it is hard sometimes to get back on track, even if you do have a productivity system. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I always say it's the well-laid plans, but Mm. they don't always go according to plan. Mm. That was a good personal quote as well. You know, sometimes you just... You really, I mean, you could wake up in the morning and I guess I should back up and just say that's one of the reasons why I work with Gen X because Gen X really is that age range of like 38 to 59 um, that may not have, you know, their focus on the online space as much as someone who may be a little younger Um, As well as, hey, they're usually people that are trying to juggle a million things at once and they just need some, you know, building strategies of how to do it all. How can they squeeze that all in to the 24 hours there are in a day? Mm, That is so true. And I'm actually in that age group. So (laughs) perfect. (laughs) And the thing with, I could speak from personal experience, is that, you know, social media and the things that come so easy to 16, 17, 18-year-olds out here starting million-dollar businesses like nothing, what in my, you know, this age group, we want to be more private and, you know, less time and not sure what to do because it's so much out there in such a cluttered space. So. How do you help with people that, you know, really kind of don't want a part of social media? Because I actually know people my age, and I'm 42, that they aren't on social media at all. Well, if you're running an online business, you have to be online somewhere. Um, And then really, I think that the social media part comes in for the marketing piece of it. So if you plan to not market on social media, you're just going to have to figure out how you're going, you know, get creative and figure out how you're going to market somewhere else. Um, You know, maybe just using your website, um, maybe using the old fashioned way of getting on the phone, um, doing warm leads, doing cold calls, whatever, you know, whatever it takes to make you feel comfortable. Because if you don't feel comfortable, you're not going to be able to do it. Mm, That's so true. You know, you end up having a stiff or very robotic post and who wants to do business with that person? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then I know social media can be super overwhelming to people. So I always say, start with one platform and and build from there. Um, If you have to add on any others, some people just stick with that one platform and perfect it. And that's fine. As long as you're somewhere, Um, you know, you don't have to be on six or seven different things. That's good advice because I know, including myself. So a lot of times during this interview, when I'm referring to that, I know a person, I am that person, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Because I am, it seems like everywhere. 
And I know, okay, if you use Facebook, you use this, or if you use Instagram, you, you post like this, it can be very overwhelming to where I just kind of want to cut back to one or maybe two platforms. So if somebody is already, you know, like me, already out there on like a whole lot of platforms and want to cut back, what is what would your advice be? You first need to determine where most of your leads are coming in from. So obviously you don't want to cut the platforms where you're getting the most interaction and the most leads from people. Um, And then once you kind of pinpoint what that particular platform is, and that's all done through the, you know, analytics, you'll really be able to say, okay, this is my platform and this is what I'm sticking to. And then you don't have to worry about being in six different places because it's super hard. I don't care how many schedulers you use. um, It's still super hard because you have to come up with the content and you don't want to put the same content on every platform. Um, So yeah, it, it can be pinpointing that one and then sticking to it, just being consistent with it. It doesn't matter. Let's, let's choose LinkedIn. As long as you, know, you pick the schedule of when you are going to be active in LinkedIn and then stick to it. Make sure you're consistent, whether that's two days a week, three days a week, five days a week, whatever it is. Um, and then you'll see growth probably more than ever because now you're just focused on one platform. I love that. That is great advice. And so I may just be cutting some social media by the time this interview is over. (laughs) Well, you know, especially, and that's why I'm so passionate about this. When I first started, I was like, okay, I made a list of like all these social media platforms and thought I'm going to do this. And then there's no way you can keep up with all of them. So, you know, you might have a presence on you know, your main concentration on one or two of them and then a presence on two or three others. Um, But it's not the everyday, you know, I have to get out there and I have to talk to people and I have to be there and I have to post and, and you're looking at the time and going, oh my gosh, it's almost the end of the day and I haven't even popped on there. Have I put a picture on Instagram? Did I put my stuff on Pinterest? Wait a minute. Did I forget about LinkedIn? I mean, it's... (laughs) It can be, it can consume so much of your day when you really, you know, you really don't need to do that. And that's all part of that original business plan that's got all those sections. And part of it is marketing. You really have to have a clear cut marketing plan. Hmm. Now, see, this interview is going like a whole different direction (laughs) as you give me uh, more and more content. So before we get into the, you know, other questions that I have. I read that you were in politics. Yes. Okay. And so how did you go from, you know, politics to business consulting? Because that is a very interesting jump. It is. It is. So I originally started out in the business world. So for those people that are in my age range of the um, early to mid fifties. How do you like that? Um, (laughs) Back when we were in high school, you had tracks to take. So you generally either took a college track, a business track, or just a general track. And I started way back in high school with a business track. Um, So when I, I graduated from high school, I went on to business school, which, you know, you don't hear that much about anymore. It's basically just a college. Um, But I I took that extra step and did business school first. Um, And then when I graduated from that, then I went on um, to a local community college. So I pretty much have been in this business world. I started working when I was 15, when I had to get working papers. Um, And you know, I've held several different jobs in the business world since then. I've worked in a junior, senior high school. Um, I worked in administration in the healthcare facility. And the hours were long. It was grueling. It was hard for me to be away from 
my kids. They were growing up. I felt like they were growing up without me. Um, I left very early in the morning and came back most of the time when they were already tucked into bed. Um, so it was at that point in time um, that I really, I hadn't been thinking about anything except, boy, I have to find some kind of job that isn't going to take 15 hours a day with commute time. And I was approached by someone in my community. Um, and I lived in the same community my entire life. 52 years I lived in that community until I moved away last year. Um, so I was approached by someone in the community that said, look, you know, you're so active in boards and in all these volunteer things in town. Would you be interested in running for, you know, a political office? And I just kind of laughed. I was like, what are you kidding me? <laughs> Don't you like have to, you know, I, I can't do that. <laughs> so I thought about it. And um, the particular office that was open was tax collecting, or a lot of people know it as, as revenue collecting. Um, so I did. I ran for that office and I actually um, was the collector in my community for 12 years. Um, and during that time period, of course, I joined many other boards, commissions, pretty much anything that you could, um, and stretched my hours. So now I was not only gone 15 hours a day, I was probably gone about 18. Um, <laughs> totally not the direction that I thought um, I was going to go in. And I was coming up to another election. And I thought, you know, there's got to be something I can do. I'm coming from a family of entrepreneurs. My parents had um, opened up a moving company back in the 1960s. Um, I had a brother who owned a restaurant. I had another brother who's in forestry. Um, I mean, other people were doing it around me. And I thought, I think I'm going to use my passion for helping people, all this volunteering and helping people with the need to make money, and I'm going to open up my own business. Um, so I used my background of business and of accounting and originally started as a business management and accounting firm back in 2009. Um, which I ran part-time until 2014 when I decided I wasn't running in another election because, gosh darn it, I could make money and I was going to do it. And uh, it took me 12, 12 straight months to build this business to a full-time level, but I did it. And a couple years down the road is when I kind of changed focus and went more over to the business consulting piece of it. So yeah, that's the long-winded, hey, that's what I did. <laughs> that's very interesting, especially building it in a 12-month period where a lot of people, now this is not including me, okay, <laughs> are still trying to figure out how to turn their hobby into a full-time business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it just took... You know, I was determined. I still say that's one of my top things when people are like, okay, what's the first word that pops into your mind if you had to explain who you were? And I'm like, I'm determined. I'm a very determined, focused woman. And I just knew that, you know, it was going to end. And I had 12 months to get this built and it took me the full 12 months. And I worked at that time, I was working at part-time. I was doing the elected position full-time. I was working yet another part-time job a couple times a week. Plus I was doing volunteering, taking care of my mom who had moved in with us. And my kids at that point were, you know, teenage and early twenties. So there was a lot going on. Um, but I knew I had to do it. And I just sat down and I worked before, you know, I went to work in the morning, the wee hours. Um, and when I got home at night, you know, I grabbed a bite to eat and went into my little home office and sat there and just did everything I possibly could to get this built. Hmm. I love, number one, I love the word determination. <laughs> it's to me, it's not used enough in good examples. 
And one of the things that I love as far as when we're talking about, you know, what you do is building a successful and sustainable business. And I think a lot of people get frustrated because they think, okay, I should be able to build a million dollar business in six months because they see the, um, the end game, as I call it, on social media, but they're not seeing the 20 years that went behind it. What do you say to those people that get frustrated because they're expecting a million dollar business in six months? Yeah, there really is no magic overnight pill that you can take to say, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to, you know, have my $10,000 month first month in. You might, but you probably won't. Um, And you can't get discouraged. You really just have to have your business all planned out. The business plan is what you start with. Um, And then you're going to take that business plan and you're going to create the steps on how you're going to get to all those goals. And I think that's where a lot of people pretty much fail at reaching those goals is because they're wor- they're so busy focusing on the end game itself. They're not looking at the steps you have to do every single day. You have to take steps in order to reach those goals. You're just looking at, I need to make that $100,000, but you have to figure out how you're going to make it. And it has to be broken down into tiny manageable chunks. I I love that. And it's interesting that you mentioned a business plan. Um, I want to say it was Grant Cardone, and I might be messing his name up. I want to say it was him uh, that said that he just started a business. He didn't didn't worry about a business plan. Um, I want to, and don't quote me, guys, I will make sure that I either confirm what I'm saying or say, no, this was wrong. But I'm 90% sure in his book, 10X, he says that, like, he didn't worry about a business plan. And here he is wildly successful. People will see stuff like that and really think, you know, business plans are old school. Do you still recommend a business plan? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like one of the first things that I started doing um, back in 2016 when I worked with people. I was like, okay, well, let's pull out your business plan. And they would say to me, I don't have one. And I'd say, well, let's change that. Um, So, I, I mean, you absolutely have to have a business plan because these ideas that you have for a business are probably really good ideas, but that's where they're going to stay. Unless you create those, you know, those actionable steps, those business strategies in order to get there. And you have to be focused on, you know, what your overall mission is, what you're trying to accomplish, how you're going to accomplish it. You know, all the tools you need, all the support you need. It's just, it does happen that people become millionaires without one, but it's not recommended. And it's not really for people that don't have that business background to begin with, which a lot of people nowadays really don't. They're opening businesses left and right for something. But if you don't have that business plan, you don't, you don't even have a budget or finances. You just know you want to make a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that's not a good plan. <laughs> I think that's where uh, most people are. That's where most people are. Um, In my Facebook group, Define You, that's one of the things that we discuss is how do you um, manage a nine to five and work on your business? And people have like really big ideas and really big steps. And I'm 99.9% sure a business plan is not on that list because who wants yeah. to do that? Because it's not fun. No. I've done that no. and it's not. It's like one of those things you'd almost rather pay somebody else <laughs> to do. Absolutely. And I think when people hear business plan, they're like, oh, it's got to be like 56 pages right. long. But it doesn't if you're just, you know, you're a solopreneur and let's say you're going to do social media management. I mean, you can have a two or three page business plan 
which basically is your outline, then you're going to take that outline and create the goals. And then from there, you're going to create the actionable steps you need. So it all goes back to, you have to figure out why you're doing this. Love that. Love that. And I love how you just broke it down. Hopefully the listeners will get started on a business plan, something short. I know mine, I I call them quick and dirties. They're really short and, you know, to the point, because I've seen business plans and any template you use. It's like a ridiculous amount of pages. It's like publishing a book is easier than writing a business plan, at least in, in my eyes. But it is something that, you know, I did because it's like, you know, it's supposed to be done. That doesn't make it fun, but that's where that determination kicks in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just for example, my business building boot camp that I have, that's the first thing you're going to do is get that business plan written. And I was I was definitely going to ask you about that, but since you brought it up, tell <laughs> us a, you know, tell us a little bit about that cuz it sounds like interesting. Like you I picture people with combat boots on and briefcases. <laughs> Don't you love that? <laughs> I know. And, you know, people are going to laugh when they get inside the boot camp because really it's built around 12 steps. Um, So, uh, you know, I have 12 um, steps and it starts with that business plan. So a lot of people will come in and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. I just want to figure out how, you know, how I'm going to do content creation and how I'm going to get clients and how I'm going to make money. And I'm like, you need to have patience. You have to work yourself step by step. So that's one of the steps. But um, yeah, it's really just a 12-week program that is going to address an important business topic, but a foundational business topic. So there's 12 different business topics that we talk about. Um, and it's done as a, a group. It's a, you know, a whole special um what do you call it? Like monthly group calls. It's kind of like a group coaching is really what it is, but you also get very directed steps each month. This is what we're focusing on. Don't go ahead of the focus, stay where we are. Um, So yeah, it is run a little bit more or less like a boot camp, but we do have fun. (laughs) Hey, I, I love it. I'm a military mom. So I'm all about the boot camp situation and it lets people know like, you know, you're going to have fun, but you're going to learn because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Like you said, you know, building successful and sustainable businesses. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. So in the process of your journey, what was the biggest obstacle you've had thus far and what did you learn from it? Oh my gosh. My biggest obstacle has to be that when I woke up um, in January of 2016, here I was running this business management and accounting firm. And I was probably putting in, I'm guesstimating 70 hours a week, trying to work one-on-one with these small businesses and not leaving myself any time to do any of my own marketing or work on any kind of things that I wanted to do, which really was all about these, these boot camps and the building club and, and all the stuff I wanted to do. I didn't even, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I just had no time. And I just thought to myself, what have you created? I mean, you're making the money that you needed to, but you're like killing yourself doing it because you're working 70 hours a week, which is even more extreme than when I worked nine to five. Right. Um, so I, I just really, I made myself get out of bed that morning and I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to revisit this entire business plan and I am going to revamp it and I'm going to start doing things that make me happy. Something, you know, giving me a reason to want to jump out of bed in the morning. I want that happiness again. I just, that was where the sustainability comes in because although you may be able to be successful and make what you want, can you sustain it? Um, And a lot of people don't look at that 
um, in the beginning. You know, they're just so excited to get clients and start making money that at some point you're going to sit back and go, gee, I'd really like to take vacation, but I don't think I can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you said so many great points with that part, because I know, you know, from personal experience, especially year one, I was working more than I did at what I call other people's job former employment yeah, and, you know, staying up to two, three o'clock in the morning because you hear the quotes that say, you know, stay up late, get up early, you know, all of those things. And I, I could speak for me and some of the women I know, there's a certain guilt in building a business when you feel like you're not staying up late enough or getting up early enough, like you're running yourself crazy trying to do so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, during this 12-month period that I was really building my business um, to get to a certain level, I had to give up things that I normally did. Um, You know, I knew that it was short-lived. I knew that it was not going to be something I was going to continue to do. And then I just reached out. And and, I mean, the biggest person that really helped me during that time period was my husband. And I said to him, look, I can't juggle two jobs, build a business, do all this other stuff, take care of everything. I said, I need you to help. And he said, you name it, what do you need done? I said, well, I need the shopping done. I need the cooking done. I need the house cleaning done, (laughs) the laundry. Basically, I need you to stay, you know, be like a stay at home, (laughs) all around, do everything for me kind of person. And he said, I'm there for you. And he did it. So I know not everybody has that opportunity, but you know, when I, I talk to people, we can always figure out ways that they can give themselves those extra hours, whether it's bringing in the, you know, uh, neighbor who's a few years older than your younger kids and they can just play in the other room while you're trying to get things done. Um, you know, having somebody actually like take your kids out on a play date a couple times a week, whatever it is. I mean, you can, you can find the hours um, and you can get it done. Sometimes it just takes a little finagling. And being creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one you of have the things. To think outside of that box. Right. And, and adjust accordingly. I think you, you with the schedule, just like you know, with the business plan, as things change, you may have to do some adjustment. Yeah, yeah, to, to make it work. It's you. all about adjusting. It's all about being flexible. What worked, you know, last month might not work again the following month, um, and that's one of the reasons why I have everybody take, you know, set aside some time at the beginning of each month to look back and say, what was good about last month? What was not so good about it? And the good stuff you're going to keep doing. And the stuff that wasn't so good, you're either going to A, change it or B, trash it. Just like that. Just like that. Because you can't hold on to it and struggle with it and say, but I think I can make it better. I just need, no, it either works or it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, you have to figure out why it's not working and tweak it or just sometimes get rid of it. Love it. Love it. A lot of people don't slow down enough to to reflect to see what's working because sometimes when you figure out something's not working, that means you have to create a new plan, which right. requires a little bit more time. You know, so I definitely understand the need for business consultant, consultants, I can't even talk right today. (laughs) And, um, you know, being that I primarily deal with women my age, that generation X, where it's just, it's new to us and it's, it's catching up and it's not being frustrated um, during the process of still trying to be a mom and figure out how to use walmart.com and waiter, which are my two favorite uh, things, you know? Um, well, sometimes it's as simple as figuring out how you can make a fillable PDF or right. <laughs> I mean, there's all these little tiny steps. You're like, wait a minute, 
I know that can be done, but right. you know, just reaching out to somebody and saying, do you know how to do this so that you're not spending four hours researching it? Right. I, I agree. I agree. And not because one of the things that I see a lot is, um, you know, women jumping on the next hot thing. Yes. You know, um, we'll see somebody do you know, do a post or something of that nature that, oh, I'm doing this system and this system works and I made $10,000 in five minutes using this system and that distraction comes and it sets in so easy and then it's like, okay, let me try this. And I think that's why it's hard for a lot of people to get to the sustainable business part. What are your thoughts? It's, I was going to say, there are so many shiny objects out there. Hmm. And there's really a lot of people who mean well, and then there's other people that just want to bait you into saying, okay, if you pay me $5,000, all this magic will happen. And then you get disappointed because it doesn't. Right. Um, So I think that's why overall my business has taken on this role so that I can kind of wade through all of that for you. I'm constantly, you know, every week looking for the best people to work with, looking for the best way to get things done, making sure if they're updating this PDF filler thing that I'm keeping up with it. So I can pass that along to people and then just making sure that they take whatever those steps are and they focus on them. And then going even a step further, making sure they're held accountable for doing that. Because a lot of people will say, okay, these are my steps and I'm going to take them. And then a week goes by and I'll say, what did you get done out of there? And they're like, well, I didn't really, you know, the laundry piled up and then I had a sick kid and then I had to bring my car in to get new tires. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There was no time during the week you could even take one of those steps. So, you know, that's where the, (laughs) as my husband says, that's where the naughty Pam comes in and says to people, oh, no, no, that's not going to do. You said you were taking three steps. You need to take three steps. (laughs) Mm, I love that. Is that um, brick wall coaching? Yes. Okay. So tell me about the name. Because well, I know it's not your maiden name and it's not your married name, but it's very like, I'm the brick wall, the buck stops here. Like, that's what I think of when I hear brick wall. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> well, that's good. That's that's good. I love to take, hear everybody's take on what, what that means to them when they see it. And I will tell you, it, it, I mean, the short story of it is that, you know, when I first started, I was known as balanced numbers or balanced business. Mm. Um, That's what I had. I liked the word balanced. Um, And try as I may, when I wanted to break out into this consulting piece, I just, I couldn't come up with a good enough word around balanced. I mean, it was driving me insane to the point where, you know, I just kind of had to put it out of my mind because it kept popping in. And one afternoon I was sitting in my office on a Saturday and, um, you know, I just, I kind of put my, my head in my hands and I thought, I just can't believe that I've hit a brick wall and I can't Hmm. think of, and I went, wait a minute brick wall, brick wall coach. I could do that. So I go flying into the kitchen to share this with my husband who looks at me and says, that's great. Why don't you, you know, see if that resonates with other people? And I said, other people, I'm not going to see if it resonates with them. I'll make it resonate with them. Right. <laughs> so I really just became the brick wall coach because I look at it in a couple of different ways. Um, a, you know, building that brick wall or that brick secure foundation for your business. Um, And then I look at it like, let's punch through your brick wall, all those millions of things that are standing in your way each and every day. And I'm going to help you overcome those hurdles. Hmm. I I love that. That's very, very interesting. Opposite of what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not necessarily opposite, but it's it's very 
interesting because it's powerful. It's definite. You know, it's like a, it's like concrete, you know, brick wall concrete, that type of situation. Like, you know what you're getting. So I, I do love that. I do love that. If you had to go back in time, um, before you started or at that, when you may have been on the fence about starting a business or not, would you do it all over again? Would you still go ahead and jump into business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I can't say that this probably, this is probably the best thing that I have done other than marry my husband and have my children. Um, in my entire life, because I'm doing something that I love and I know that I'm making a difference in people's lives. And when somebody comes back to me and says, you know, that was just the key that I needed. I was just missing that one piece, or I can't even begin to tell you that I, you know, stumbled across all these roadblocks for six months until I found you. All those things just make me know I'm in the right place. I love that. And I love to hear your passion about it. So I'm trying to think about this question that I want to ask because <laughs> you have to be like completely honest. Okay. Okay. Have you ever, or could you ever see yourself telling somebody they should not be in business? Um, I have not told anyone that, but I definitely could see myself saying that. <laughs> um, I, I completely being honest, um, the people that I work with, mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, in, in my um, ideal client base, I don't think that that would happen because these people, when they're coming to me, know that they really, really want this business to be successful. Um, but there's other people that just in passing that, um, you know, I've met on social media or at networking events that, you know, are kind of thinking about opening a business, but they're doing it for the wrong reasons. They're not doing it because that's really their passion and what they want to do. They're doing it because they think it's going to be easy or an easy way to make money. I just, I have to tell them that's not the reason to go ahead and start a business because it's definitely not an easy thing. Yeah. And you'll get frustrated quick. Um, (laughs) I tell you that there's so many ways out here to make money. I mean, you can actually go and work a job and make money, but you have to be a special kind of crazy to, (laughs) you know, to be, a business owner. And I never forget when I told my job, I actually told them when I started, I said, look, I said, when my son graduates high school, I'm leaving here. Um, And I told them this when I started the job, I also reminded them this like a year beforehand and, you know, leading up to him graduating high school and they just didn't take me seriously. And I'm like, okay, that's given me more determination, more fire and everything else to go ahead and start a business. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's very interesting. It was, and it was for different reasons. I don't know if it necessarily was the, the right motive, so to speak, but it was more because I really don't like when people tell me what to do. (laughs) <laughs> now this Who's is gonna me, say exactly right? exactly these are my my original motives okay audience <laughs> don't judge me um well it's kind of still true today but I'm a little bit better as I get older but I don't like people telling me what to do or controlling my time um and not respecting what what I did you know whether it was something little to them um you know, that level of, of respect or appreciation that literally you're making them rich, you know? So I was like, I can't do that. Like literally I, I can't. And I didn't know 
what I just knew I had to get out because I didn't want to be like I see a lot of people and I'm sure you see it like with you know the that generation X is almost like a desperation of not wanting to work somebody else's job until you're 70, 75. Right. Right. You don't want to make money for them. You figure, well, I could just make my own money. Um, But you have to have those side reasons like you did. I mean, there came a point where, you know, during that last year, I thought, okay, that's one day less that I'm going to have to come in here. I need to be sitting at this desk facing the public you know, at a certain time every day, and I need to put a smile on my face. And some days you might not want to smile. You might not be feeling well. You might not want to do those things. Um, and when you own your own business, I mean, it gives you that much more leeway. Right. Um, plus, you don't have to get up in the morning and, you know, get all <laughs> gussied up and fancy clothes. And I mean, if you feel like staying in your yoga pants that day, if you're not going on camera, if you're not, you know, why not stay in your yoga pants? It's not bothering anybody. You're still getting your job done. That is my current situation. <laughs> And, and and honestly, like to me, you know, I save more money because I'm not having to buy quote unquote work clothes. Yes. You yes. Know? Um, I spend more money on food though. I will say that because I'm home uh, sometimes, you know, a lot. So I know I read somewhere that you went from a brick and mortar to the online space. Do you still have your brick and mortar building or are you strictly online and how was that transition? Yeah, well, that was a great transition. Not, no. (laughs) (laughs) I, when I first, um, you know, started my business, I had a lot of in-person um, clients. I mean, I'd lived in this community for 52 years. So, um, I was actually helping, it all started with helping a um, small financial advisor who had a company and it grew from there. And, you know, as, as I got more into the consulting realm of it, and as I knew that I was going to be leaving Connecticut and moving to South Carolina, which was a dream my husband and I both had, um, I knew that I was not going to sustain having both of them. So yeah, it was only June of last year when I finally closed the doors to my brick and mortar and said, that's it. I am 100% online and, you know, I don't want to change that piece of it because being online means I can travel. That means I can readily get back to Connecticut to be with my family, um, you know, to play with my grandkids, whatever I want to do. I can pack up my laptop and I can go with my date book. But, you know, having that brick and mortar is just, it just was something that, I just didn't want to do at this stage of my life. Understood. And it's easier, like you said, especially if you love to travel. I personally love South Carolina. I've been to the, um, is that Charleston? Charleston. um, Charleston. My son went to basic training at Fort Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And so we came out there and, you know, it was cold and I'm in Louisiana. It was not cold here, but it was cold there, uh, which was interesting, you know, (laughs) the weather adjustment. But um, I mean, it it was, it's beautiful. It's very um, scenic, at least the part that we saw. And I was like, oh my gosh, because houses in the South don't look like that. You know, I could see why you would want to live in South Carolina. Yeah. And I mean, compared to New England, the climate here is so much different. I mean, my husband and I just remarked over the weekend, we were like, it's still February and we're walking around with a sweatshirt on. I mean, (laughs) uh, back up there, they're getting snow and ice, they're in parkas and, you know, mittens. And I said, nope, nope, gave that all away. That's interesting. I haven't been to Connecticut. You know, I've been to um, New York, which I love, but 
you have to plan at the right time of the year. But my business still runs. And to me, that benefit alone um, to be able to move with your business. So if someone came to start a business or to speak with you about business consulting, would you recommend more online space versus an actual physical location? I think it's all about what they plan to do yeah. um, and really what type of business it is. Um, you know, some businesses, it's not feasible to have a brick and mortar um, or there isn't really a reason to. And other times, you know, I still work with a lot of people in the financial industry and it's important to them. A lot of them, yes, just do online, but a lot also have Um, you know, the brick and mortar so that they get that local. I think that's really what it is. If you plan to um, network locally and and join, um, you know, things in your community, then you might want to think about having an actual brick and mortar business. But I mean, for me, and and I wanted to make sure that this was something I knew I could do and to prove to me and all those people that were like, you're never going to be able to do that. That's what they Mm. said to me. Oh, you can't do that. You can't go into the online space. Are you sure that's even legal? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I said, yeah, watch me. So I went on a business conference in California. So we flew in 2016, we flew from Connecticut to California and um, my husband came with me and I said to him like right before we were leaving, um, like a week before I said, oh, by the way, I didn't buy return airfare. And he said, "Um, how are we getting home? And I said, oh, I have this great idea. I am going to keep a vlog. (laughs) And in this vlog, I am going to show people that we are traveling cross-country while I am still working. So we left the conference and we had rented a um, van. And we stopped along the way. We took like the southern route home. So we got to see... um, you know, the Grand Canyon and the Painted Desert. And I mean, all these places that I wanted to go to. And we were on the road for about a month. And literally, he drove, I had the laptop with me, I took care of what I had to, you know, all my clients knew I was on the road, and I wasn't going to be like, right on them, depending on when I had service. And then when we stopped, I usually spent either an hour in the evening or a couple hours the next morning before we left, did what I had to do um, that I couldn't do while we were traveling. And then my days were filled with all these adventures. Um, So it was great. And I came home and I said, well, there, take that. You know, I could do it. (laughs) That is, I I love that. Um, And I, I love, love the point that you proved and you got to enjoy it. And that's actually um, one of my goals. One of the things I'm working towards is to basically live on the road, podcast and write books, which are things that can be done on the road. Absolutely. And um, me and my husband took a three week, I think, um, road trip to Canada And the random places you see on the road that's not even on maps, the things you just, you know, driving through the different types of weather. And I tell people that that is like one thing you should do before you die. Like if you have a list, like see how big the world is and then you figure out how you're not that attached to certain comforts or certain materialism and I definitely I told him one day I'm going to write a book because that's I wrote I journaled the whole trip and you know you want to test a marriage be locked up oh, yes. in the car with your husband for oh, yes. days oh yes <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you all about it <laughs> But it was, and that's exactly the feeling that I had. I thought we are on one of the biggest adventures ever. I mean, how many people take the opportunity to do that? And I thought, here we are on a Wednesday and we're, you know, driving through the painted desert or like it, it just 
driving along, I'd say to him, I saw a billboard that said like 40 miles ahead, <laughs> this whatever. Do you think we could stop? And he's like, sure, we'll do whatever you want to do, you know, whatever. Oh, I love that. Up. And we had, we really had so much fun. It really, it was an awesome adventure. I can't wait to get on the road and do it again. That. I love that. Okay, so let me ask you, do y'all have a certain thing you collect from every state when you travel? (laughs) Well, originally, it was spoons, like a spoon collection. Okay. Um, Yeah, but no, what I do is magnets. And so I take the magnets, but I also make sure that I take a magnet for my grandkids. Um, and my grandkids are split between two households now. So my, my daughter, my only daughter, and then my oldest son have kids. So now I make sure I buy two extra magnets and those, they get to live my adventure through these magnets. Cause when I get back, I'm like, okay, so, you know, Grammy went to Arizona and New Mexico and Louisiana and Tennessee, and I'm laying them all out. And they're like, tell us the stories. And I'm like, I love that. I love that they want to live through my adventures. And my daughter, of course, rolls her eyes and goes, mom, if you visit one more state, I need a bigger refrigerator. (laughs) Right. I could, yeah, I could imagine. We started collecting um, shot glasses and we don't drink, but like shot glasses, they're easy to find. Like I love the spoons, but like, I'm pretty sure you can't find the spoons everywhere. The magnets you could get pretty easy, but I'm like everywhere, even rest stops have shot glasses. So we started collecting those and we have like a pretty good amount. And, um, my son, as he travels, he'll also bring us a shot glass. But I told him it really doesn't count unless we're there. But it's it's still great. And I think everybody should have that because it's that thing you could look back yes. on and it reminds you why. Exactly. Exactly. And it brings back, it floods in all those memories you had of, right. of, of, of everything that you did. Yeah, I love it. Yay. It has been so awesome um, speaking with you. And like I've learned a lot and I know the audience definitely did and they could hear your passion and hear like how you get to live life. And at the end of the day, that's what most businessmen and women want. Nobody wants to work 24 hours a day. And so I love that, you know, you guys did the road trip. And I like I totally are the vlogs posted because I would love to say, oh, my gosh, you know, (laughs) well, you know, that's funny that you said that because the vlogs were on my old um, site and I had to take that site down when I redid my my website. And I thought, but I saved them. So my plan is kind of similar to yours in that I really want to write a book, a book about my life, which I don't know how many people are going to be interested in, but I mean, (laughs) I, you know, I got married straight out of high school and the marriage didn't last. And then I've gone through a series of all this stuff, including up to the point where now here I am with this business and this new adventure in South Carolina. Um, So I, I, kept a journal all these years since I was a teenager. And I really kind of want to turn that into a book somehow. I'm just not sure how. Um, and then I was thinking I could add these, these video blogs in there, yeah. you know, somehow put them in there. So I'm not sure, but yes, I definitely have those. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Of course, as you know, a writer, I've been writing since I was eight. Um, last year, by alone, I published three books just because I probably could write in my sleep. Um, but we'll definitely have to discuss that, Miss Pamela. So how can yeah. the audience get in touch with you, find out more about the Business Building Boot Camp, and go ahead and just drop your information? 
Well, the best place to reach me is on my website. So that is brickwallcoach.com. And then from there, you pretty much can get to anywhere else that I might be. But that's pretty, my website is like all-inclusive. So you're not only going to learn about me and about my services, but you're going to get you know, links to all my social media accounts and my blog is housed right there on my website too. I love it. And then you made it so simple, brickwallcoach.com. That's the website. Most of you guys, I don't know if you have business plans, but make that a 2019 goal and get with Miss Pamela. See how she can help you. Miss Pamela, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I definitely look forward to staying connected with you. Oh, me too. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Connect with the show at the Define You Facebook. Until next time, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition and what you do with that is up to you.